Well, I'm glad you're here. My name is Brad. I'm the middle school pastor. If you're new, especially, special welcome to you. Uh, new, new people are always welcome here. We want new people to come every single week. So if you're new this week, invite somebody else new with you next week. Because um, we love it when you guys come and hang out with us. So here's the deal. We've been in a four-week, this is the fourth week of this series, Made for Glory. And we watched that cool intro with the, the Australian or English guy or wherever he's from, uh, talking about what we were made for. Uh, and so tonight's kind of the, the culmination of all the things we've been talking about for the past several weeks. And, uh, and so hopefully tonight is going to kind of put a bow on everything that we've talked about. And it's going to help everything that we've talked about make even more sense. And hopefully all of us leave here tonight just fired up about the fact that we're made for glory. So y'all ready to get into it tonight? Okay. Again, that was like a mixed kind of signal there. Um, So if you're ready to get into this and like hear how you're made for glory tonight, I want to know, tell me if you're ready to hear about this. You ready to get into it? Better. I like it. Okay. So where we've been made us in his image. God made us, you, me in his image. He then helped us because we messed up. How we were intended was messed up by us. But fret not, because God fixed it with Jesus. He gave us Jesus to fix our identity, to fix who we were meant to be originally. He makes us that again spiritually. And he brings us back to life, and we are able to be his children. So then we talked about the fact that you were made on purpose. And not only on purpose, but he calls you wonderful. The way you're made physically was made on purpose and you're wonderful. Then, last week, we talked about the fact that you have nothing to fear. We said fear is a what? A choice. Fear is a choice because God has given you his spirit. And if God's given you his spirit, can anything overcome, overtake God? No. So if you've got God's spirit in you, can anything overtake God? No. So therefore, if God's spirit is in you, guess who becomes more than a conqueror? You do. Not because of you, but because of who? God. So that's what we talked about last week. You have nothing to fear. Fear is a choice. You can choose fear or faith. We talked about choosing faith and choosing who God is and the power of who God is. So all all three of those things are true. All three of those weeks stood on their own. They're true about us as Christians. They're true about us as uh, children of God. And they all kind of point to something more, too. And so tonight's what that something more is that we're going to talk about. So my question is, what is glory? Because we've talked all three weeks about this Made for Glory series, but we haven't talked about glory. So what is it? What is glory? Anybody know? Anybody want to take a guess? What do you think? You don't know. Okay. Honest. I like it. No, no guesses. Okay, it's okay. I'm going to tell you. What? What do you think? Honor. Honor. That's a good one. Yeah. Say it again. Goodness. Goodness. Okay. What else? Yes, ma'am. Hey, be quiet. I'll call on you in a second. What? To do something good to show somebody Christ? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, whoever was yelling over here, one of you. Yes. 
Something that's good for everyone. That's glory. Yes, ma'am. When you're recognized for something you do, so you get glory for doing something good. Okay, what you think? Forgiveness. Forgiveness, okay. Very back row. Something awesome? Glory is what? I'm sorry. I still can't hear it. What we're made for. Uh, that's witty. That's witty. That's witty. Yes, ma'am. Ooh, adoring and praise and worship. Nice. Yes. Praise. Yes, ma'am. Say it one more time. Proudness. Like being proud. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> glory is glory. That's true. Yes. Love. That's a good one. Okay, last one right there. Happiness. Those are all pretty good. Um, and a lot of those you're going to see again. Uh, but I just wanted to get a gauge on what y'all are thinking, and y'all are, y'all are pretty on track. Um, so here's something that we read about glory in Romans chapter 8, verse 17. It says this. Now, if we are children, and we already talked about we're children of who? Of God. So if we're children, then, of God, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. You know what an heir is? <laughs> okay, let me explain an heir like this, okay? If... I made my son Cooper the heir to my stuff, right? He's my heir. And then I kick the bucket, right? I die. Who gets my stuff? Cooper. So he's my heir. So it's like we share the stuff, sort of, because it's his once I'm done and gone. He's my heir. You get it? Okay. So we're co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his, say it with me, glory. So there we see glory in the fact that we are somehow a part of this glory. But whose glory are we talking about? God's, because it says his glory, and the his in this sentence is God. So we somehow share in God's glory. According to that verse. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says this. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So there again, we see we're supposed to somehow contribute to this glory for God, right? We experience God's glory in the, the last verse, and then we somehow contribute to the glory in this verse. But we still haven't really defined what glory is, right? So let's... Let's try to define it, because we're, we're made for God's glory, but what, again, is glory, okay? Well, I got some things here. I looked it up in the dictionary, and these are all the things that popped up, okay? The first thing there, the first little section, very great praise, honor, or distinction bestowed on um, by common consent. Do you know what that means, common consent? Like all of you consent to the fact that we're going to all give this person uh, distinction and, and honor. Um, renown is another word you could use for glory, to give them renown. It's another big kind of fancy word. Then the next section, something that is a source of honor, fame, or admiration. Next thing, adoring praise or worshipful thanksgiving. Again, a lot of these things are things y'all said when, when I asked the question. Um, now here's, the, here's my favorite one, okay? The second to the last one. Resplendent beauty or magnificence. 
resplendent. That's just awesome, isn't it? Say it with me on three. One, two, three. Resplendent. It's crazy. Try to use that in a sentence tomorrow at school. People will just be astonished, especially if you use it in a context that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, well, I woke up this morning and I had some resplendence, resplendence in my eye. It was great. It's like, that doesn't make sense. I know. Um, And then the last thing, a state of great splendor, magnificence, again, we see, or prosperity. So all these things are very, like, lofty, big things, right? And so there's a couple words we're going to hone in on. One, we're going to hone in on the whole idea of great praise, this very great praise, honor, and worshipful thanksgiving, okay? Those are kind of some of the things we're going to hone in on because we see some of that same kind of language in the Bible. And those are kind of a little bit easier things to, to grab onto other than resplendent, right? That's kind of a hard word to get. So we're not going to worry about resplendent for right now, even though it's an awesome word. Look it up later. Uh, we're going to hang on to worshipful and praise and honor just to kind of move forward, to kind of get, okay, that's what glory is to give worship or adoration or honor to something. Does that make sense? So does that make a little bit more sense about what glory is? Okay, now that we get what glory is a little bit more, let's, let's keep going. Um, so if we're replacing glory with worship, because we just saw that's one of the definitions for it, then we could say we are here to worship God, right? Now, we worship all kinds of things, right? And you could say, well, what is worship? Well, worship is when you give your life to something, when you literally devote time, energy, thoughts, love, passion, all these things to something. That's when you worship something, right? And you all know that you worship some things in here that aren't God, right? I know back in the day, I spent some time worshiping video games for sure. Dude, there was late nights. I had to beat that one level. I would stay up till like 8 a.m. My dad would get up for work. He's like, Buddy, what are you doing up? He talked like this. He talked real country and deep. And I'm like, I'm just trying to beat this board, Dad. And I'm just like focused. Like I won't even look at him because I'm just like in it. And so he's like, oh, man, that's ridiculous. You stayed up all night playing a video game. I said, yeah, but I'm about to beat it. And I just kept playing, dude. I played all day until I beat that game. Anybody in here done that? Stay up late trying to beat a video game. Come on, you know you've done it. Okay, hands down. Now, that's probably mostly guys that have done that. Now, girls, let's be honest in here. You know you've worshipped some things other than God before. It could be, it could be, you know, (laughs) makeup, uh it, hold on, I have something I'm going to say. You don't have to say things to me, okay? I was going to say it could be like obsessing about your outfit or your clothes, you know, that you got going on. Or it could be, it could be a boy. It could be a, a boy that you're kind of, you're crushing on a boy, you know, kind of digging his chili. <laughs> digging his chili. I haven't explained that saying, okay? Uh, when I say digging chili, like if I say, man... That song's awesome. I'm really digging this chili. That means I'm really liking it. Okay? So if I say you're digging someone's chili, it's not like a weird thing. It just means you like them. Okay? Like, I dig my wife's chili. Okay? 
<laughs> she's, she's hot and spicy, okay? I like her. I like her. So here's the thing. We all worship something. We all worship things. Sometimes it's multiple things. But at the end of the day, we are here to worship who? God. So it kind of makes sense that we worship other things, right? That we, we're so easy to worship because God made us to worship. Like that's what we were built for. We're built to give things worship, um, but specifically we're built to give God worship. It's not that we were made to give video games worship. We weren't made to give clothes worship. We weren't made to give boys or girls worship. We were built to give God and God alone real worship. So now we're starting to get a little bit more at the heart of this whole idea of made for glory, okay? Of why you were made in his image. Why you were made on purpose and you were wonderfully made. And why... You don't have anything to fear because you were made to worship God. Now, let's keep digging into this a little bit more. Romans 12.1 talks about worship. Okay, it's my favorite verse when it comes to worship. So check this out. Like, write it down when you get home. Put it on your mirror. It's awesome. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters would be Christians, folks who are following Jesus. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper what? Worship. So if you're like, well, what is worship? Well, here's the answer to that. It's to be a living sacrifice. That is your holy and pleasing act of worship. So what is a living sacrifice? It's like we keep getting to an answer, but then we have another question, right? It's like, what is glory? Glory is worship. What is worship? It's being a living sacrifice. What's a living sacrifice? We're going to get to the answer to that one too. Look in Mark chapter 12, verse 30 and 31, okay? Let me set this up before we talk about it. Jesus, heard of him? Yeah? Son of God, perfect human being, but also God in a human form died for you, died for me, rose again. Three days later, we celebrate that at Easter. He saved us. Um, He is being asked by somebody, hey, rabbi, rabbi means teacher. He was a teacher back in the day. He would teach people. Um, What is the greatest command is what somebody asked him. Like, what's the best thing we can live for in our whole life? Because if you remember back in the day, Moses got these commandments. What were they called? The Ten Commandments. Yeah, really witty name, right? really creative. The Ten Commandments. So he had these commandments, but then there was a whole lot of other commandments as well that the Israelites got back in the Old Testament. So there's hundreds of these commandments. And so this teacher is asking Jesus, hey, out of all these commandments, what's the best thing, the most important of all of them that we can do? And this is Jesus's answer. He says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no command greater than these. Now, when you read this, this is the most important thing for us to live for in our entire life, right? And who is it talking about? First person it talks about is who? God. The second person it talks about is who? Your neighbors, right? Other people. Other people. So, if we're talking about sacrifice, sacrifice means you're not focused on who? You. 
If you're being a sacrifice for someone or something, if you're sacrificing your time or you're sacrificing your money, it means you're not spending it on who? You. You're sacrificing for someone else. And Jesus just said that you're supposed to live your life totally for God and for other people. Which is not for who? You. Your life is not about you. My life is not about me. It's about God. And it's about serving other people. So we live to love God and others. So if you're like, okay, what's living sacrifice? There it is. To love God with everything you've got and to give yourself away to other people, to serve other people, to sacrifice for them. That's being a living sacrifice. That is really worshiping God. When we sing songs in here, it's awesome. It's a chance for us to to tell him how great he is, to tell him how amazing he is, how thankful we are for him, for the fact that he loves us in spite of the fact that we mess up all the time, to just be able to, to say all these things together. But if our heart's not right when we're saying that stuff, and we haven't been doing this, loving God and loving other people, do those songs mean that much anymore? Not, not, a, not a whole lot. They're just words at that point, right? Worship music and worship songs, when we sing them together, have power when they're backed up with our hearts. When, I just got an amen. That's awesome. Um, when they're backed up with our hearts and the fact that we've been living these things that we're singing about out. When we're living out the fact that God is this loving, holy, awesome God. And that we believe that. And then when we come together and we sing it, then it makes sense and it has power and it's attractive to people and it's, it's just cool to be a part of. But if a bunch of us come in here and we're just singing these songs from our lips and we haven't lived them out at all, it's just like being at a, it's like listening to the radio loud and singing along with it. It doesn't really matter. It's empty. So true worship is this, loving God and loving other people, being a sacrifice. And when we do that, guess what that does? It brings this glory that we've been talking about to God through your life. Your life points to who? God, it doesn't point to you. You're not saying, hey, look at me, I'm awesome. Praise be to Brad, because Brad is so awesome. No. You guys would look at me like I was weird if I came in here singing songs about me. Amen. <laughs> Another amen. That's two in a night. That's what I'm talking about. But when we come in here and we talk about praise be to God, thank you, Jesus, that makes sense, right? Because he is bigger. He is greater. He is worthy. It is his glory. It is not ours. And so when we talk about the fact that loving God and loving other people brings God glory and not us it feels so much better than when we try to do things to bring us glory and try to just love on ourselves and think about us first all the time and so when we do this we bring this glory to God we love God we love other people we see that glory and the reason it feels so good to bring it to God glory is what we were made for 
The moments when you have these moments with God in Revolution or maybe another church service or at Rush, if you've gone to Rush with us before, the reason those moments feel so good is because you're in sync with what God made you to do and who God made you to be. He made you for glory, but not your glory. He made you to worship, but not you or video games or clothes. He made you to sacrifice, but not for what you want. He made you for all these things to bring glory to him. And so if you've been wondering these whole four weeks, what is this we're made for glory? I don't get the exact thing. Like I get how we're made, but how are we made for glory? This is it. He made you the way he made you in his image, saved you through the power of Jesus and created you to have the spirit of power and not of fear so that when you live your life out, you can go and live your life out for God. You can love him with everything you do. You can sacrifice for him. You can give up your time, your energy, your thoughts, your money, whatever you've got that you've, you have, you give it to him because you want to worship him. You want to give everything to him because you want to bring him glory. And as you do that, you go around serving others just like Jesus did. You, you, you serve them any way you can. You help them out. You give them things. You, you, you reach out to them in ways other people are afraid to because you're not afraid, right? And you can do all this because of the God who made you and the Jesus who saved you and the Holy Spirit who's in you. And all of it is because you were made for glory.